Mike Chat 1212. Mike Chat 1212. You already know what it is. You're now tuned in to the most innovative and the most creative show on the planet. It's called the B Side, goddammit. It's 904. We're kicking in the dough. And y'all already know I got Miss Nicole Keys right beside me. So this is round two. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's go. This a dirty Thursday. Y'all know how I do right here. Right here on this Thursday. I usually ride solo dolo. But I got right beside me, Miss Nicole Keys. So y'all know it's up. If you an independent artist, or if you a major artist, whatever, you need to tune in tonight and share the show. Let's go. Don't forget to like, comment, and, you know, share. Shout out to everybody tapping in. Go ahead and share the nice show. We're going to go deep, deep, deep. Shout out the beautiful WMCC show. Um, what what set are you repping? Sorry. What set are you repping? I'm not repping any. Well, you're wearing a bandana, so I would assume that you'd be repping a set. Oh no, just well, like bandanas. Next time you wear that shit on my turf, you better come with something, because you don't know shit about the street life. Now get the fuck out of my library. Law number 32. Play to people's fantasies. The truth is often avoided because it is ugly and unpleasant. Never appeal to truth and reality unless you are prepared for the anger that comes from disenchantment. Life is so harsh and distressing that people who can manufacture romance or conjure up fantasy are like oses in the desert. Everyone flocks to them. There is great power in tapping into the fantasies of the masses. If you agree or disagree with this law, tell me in the comments. For more daily quotes on the 48 Laws of Power, follow this account. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all see what it is. Bask in the ambiance because I gotta get my claps. Gotta get them. But look here, y'all already know what time it is. You're now tuned in to the most innovative and the most creative show on the planet. It's called the B Side, goddammit. And I am your man, Casino Roulette, C A dollar sign I N O R O U L E T T E. You already know what it is. I'm the host, the creator, the innovator of this thing right here we call the B-Side. And look here, man. It's the return of the music maverick herself, Miss Nicole Keys. You know what I'm talking about? So, hey, 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 hey. What's up? What's hey. up over there? Hey, 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 hey. How are you? Ah, <laughs> I feel good. We'll be back. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's good to have you back. It's good to have you back. Um, listen, since our last conversation, I want to just jump right in, you know what I mean? Because I know you're a busy woman and I don't want to hold you, you know, um, past the time frame that we have allotted right now. So let's jump right into it. But first of all, I want to say thank you for returning back to the most innovative and the most creative show. My pleasure. My pleasure. That's right. Okay. 
Um, since our last conversation, I've been I've been watching the news, been reading the news, and um, catalogs is being acquired by different you know um, companies and things of that nature. So before we get into you know the acquisitions of catalogs and things of that nature. I want to revisit our last conversation when you was talking about syncing music, music syncing. And um, okay, I go first. Okay, you are you are um, from quote me if I'm wrong. Um, you are someone who is right now um, over a project for something like that. I just I did a project a few months ago for HBO Max production, which was the hype. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, I did the music placement for that. Um, a lot of music supervisors don't like using um, indie artists because indie artists don't have their music together. They don't. They're not registered correctly. It's too much problems. Too much work. So um, my um, Paul Stewart, who was the music supervisor over the show who is like a legend in the industry okay. he's like really he's the one that um found warren g he okay. put hit warren g's track regulate on poetic justice he worked with john um, um singleton okay did a lot of his shows he was his go-to person so he had me come on and help him with all the um finding of music and he needed new music but he was used to going to um, seek agencies. Seek agencies already have people in their library that they're, it's called the one stop. We okay. go to the seek agency, they have the artists that they want to give us their music and we just pick from that. Okay. I wanted to give the show a new new sound, new music and give indie artists an opportunity. So what I did was I went to uh, my manager Facebook page that I'm involved in, it's a group manager page. Okay. And I put up the music brief there. And I said I would vet all the submissions which is a lot of work because mm -hmm. if i give it because music supervisors don't like doing that because it's a legal liability so it's like a big no-no but i i knew i was going to do it right mm -hmm. and i wanted to give artists the right the opportunity and i wanted to get new music and we had we had so many good submissions it was like it was, we got we had so many indie artists that had opportunity to, i think about over 20 artists got their song 20 artists got their songs placed in the artist first time <laughs> even a couple of them even had two songs on it okay yeah now, i want to speak on that now when you said that um it's a legal liability um which is why most music supervisors don't want to do it now um and you said that most indie artists don't have themselves properly registered in order to, mm -hmm. you know, um, take part of that opportunity. So with that being said, my question to you is, um, how important is it for an artist to have their music and everything properly registered? It's extremely important. They can't, they can't, not work without it being registered correctly like my biggest the biggest problem issue i noticed i was getting was artists that were um recording artists singers rappers the main artists they thought they owned the master to the track so when i asked them did you, do you have ownership they're like yeah i own the song i go okay so you have the publishing yes yes well do you own the masters and they're like yes and i go check the agreement you have with the producer and in the agreement, it says the producer owns the masters because usually that's the case. They usually just lease it or they buy it for just an exclusive right to use it, but they don't own the master. And in order for us to be able to place it, we need permission from that owner. So I need that contract and I need the information of that person that owns the master in order to publish and uh, to uh, place it. But a lot of artists are like, no, I own it. I go, I guarantee you don't own it. Give me the contract and then I will show them. I go, okay, we have to contact this person. Okay, got it. Now we'll do all the footwork. But they, they didn't know that. They didn't know they didn't have the ownership. And see, this is, this is, I'm glad, I'm glad you are here. You know, uh, I'm glad you have returned here to actually, you know, put some fuel on the fire that, be burning every Tuesday and Thursday at nine o'clock right here. You know what I mean? Because uh like what you are saying is 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 <sighs> music to my ears. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
for those that don't know, let people, you know, let the people know exactly, you know, what sinking is and, and, and how beneficial it is for an artist. Okay, so sinking it could go on to like sitcoms. Um, there could be a theme song or like when some, a, a show comes back into the show after a commercial, it's that music in the beginning, it, that's a production music. It could be um, a, like a, a time and era of the song of a sitcom, like Snowfall is 1980s, so they need 80 music or um, what do you call it? It, just, it could be the theme of, a, of the show. So they need certain music. So what happens is um, the producers will give us a, a play a playlist and say these are the songs we feel that are the, the way we want to go with the show. And they give us like a style of it. It could be rock, metal rock, whatever they give us. They're like, now go find that. Mm -hmm. And this is our budget, and we have to stay below this budget. So this is what we could afford. So then we have to divide all the songs that we need. It could be up to a hundred and something divided between the budget. And then go find these artists that are willing to go work in that budget. Now, I find it funny that a lot of artists that are not are up and coming artists. Mm -hmm. I ask them, like, I, I I'll tell them, do you want to be placed? They're like, well, how much? I'm like, really? Like, you're, this is opportunity for you to get play. Like, this is like a huge marketing opportunity for your music to be out there on, especially HBO show. And it's like you want you're worried about that fee. Because you never know, it could be a hit show that gets picked up like Friends, and it becomes like a, a continuous play, and then that theme song, if your song gets picked, that's money royalties in the back end for you, which is generational wealth for your family. So by you turning down, or sometimes it's a manager that doesn't want to take the placement because they don't, because they want that front fee, mm -hmm. and that's more money for them. Mm -hmm. So I had managers mess up a deal because of the upfront fee. I'm like, you're really going to let your artist get passed up on this because you're being greedy. And it's like, damn, I wish I could just get to the artist, you know? But um, yeah, I've seen that happen where they're, they're so worried about the upfront fee. But I always say, you never know what, what the possibilities are of that placement. So put it's a, a chance for your music to be heard by someone that hasn't heard it. Put it's That's the payment right there. But most likely, and also too, it's like, if we ask you to be placed, your song to be placed, and you give us a hard time about it, you think we're going to come back to you? Now, if you help us out and we want we want to use you help us out and you give it to us and it's, easy, it's an easy placement, then it's like, okay, that's that's my that's my go-to now. That's who I'm going to go to. I, it's, I'm going to get all the metadata correct. They're going to be willing to work with me. I, I can place their song all the time. I'll be that. I have a list of like on my, um, we call it the, the Rolex back in the day. You know? Yeah, the Rolodex. The Rolodex. Next, yeah, the Rolodex. I, I have a Rolodex that's like, those are my go-to. Those are the people I know I could go to that I could pull music and they'll be willing to work with me. And some of them are billboard artists and that are like, they get thousands of hundreds for their placement, but they'll work with me. So it's like, okay, I know I could trust them. And they're willing to put their music out because they're smart. And see, you know, most, most, most artists don't get what you just said. Like now, most, most be looking for that front end money. And you know, usually that front end money is it it be so enticing because most most artists don't have a lot of money when they are finally, you know, let's just say discovered. So with that being said, not just for this situation, but pretty much for a record deal in itself. Like when they get noticed. You know, that money seems sounds so good because that's what they need right now. You know what I mean? But how are they gonna get but how they can get noticed if they're hiding the music? So the only way they need to get noticed is to give me their music so people can hear it. Okay, so okay. So it's marketing for them. So it makes no sense for them to hold out on that money. It's like that makes no sense to me. Come on, come on. See, now we talking, no now we talking. Okay, okay. So in order, matter of fact, let me backtrack because you just said something. How can somebody get noticed by somebody like you then? Because you said that, give me your music. That's how, you know, like you can get noticed. So is that yeah. the way? And if that's the way, then how can they get you their music? Well, because what I did, what I did, I put the briefing on that manager site. And I put and if I put the directions and exactly the style that I wanted, how mm -hmm. to submit to me. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't follow those basic instructions, I didn't look at them. Okay. It's, it's, 
it said it said it go to my email so if you dm my facebook i didn't even bother that now if you you went to my email and you did like you missed like a certain thing i'll help you out to guide you because like, that's the whole point of me trying to do that was to help right. artists out so i would I, I would assist them and i my biggest thing where i helped artists was when I, I talked to them was embed your metadata into the mp3 track after you finish your song every artist should have the engineer or do it themselves right click the file of the mp3 and go to properties and you could add all the information that is needed for me to be able to place that song for instance you could put the length the time the the time length you could put the genre you could put the writer um the performer the um they call it master owner producer uh, if that's oh, oh my god you're like my best friend if you do all that <laughs> and, another thing, and, and another thing too is if you also put like themes in it like if it's like um party seat like a party vibe or um gangster vibe um low rider you put those kind of keywords in the description somewhere in that mp3 metadata when i'm looking up in my in my database and i have your song and i put those words i'm looking for a low rider uh, that track comes up so that would come up in my library i'm like oh because they had that in the metadata now, see, that's something that's something that a lot of people don't think about. You know what I mean? Like when they leave the studio, they just want the music. You know what I mean? They don't want to take the time to have the engineer to do it. But I'm glad you just told them how they can do it themselves. You need to put you need to put that information. That's like your baby. Why would you not put your name on it? Absolutely. That's your baby. Absolutely. I, I listen. Listen, I, I totally agree. I got schooled like that, uh, you know, on my way up uh, by a DJ because I was trying to get my music played on the radio. And as mm -hmm. soon as I gave them, you know, the CD back then, you know, um, uh, not the CD, oh, excuse yeah. me, uh, the, 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 the MP3. But he had, yeah. I, tried to, I tried to get into MP3 and um, it just had, um, like, it just I had the date. It just had the date and the time, you know what I mean? Like when it was recorded and we, stuff like that. We would not take you seriously. <laughs> we do not take you like, Listen. so frustrated. He did not. He did this not. Guy, that's this guy exactly. is not serious. This guy is not serious. He doesn't want to do this. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. He said, hey, man, you came out better, you know, uh, uh, just trying to tell your man just to put the name of the instrumental on here. He said, because you just having a date in the time, man, we don't know who you are or, or, or you breathe. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> now, that's like a pet peeve of mine. Like, yeah. do they not care? Yeah, yeah, It's like, yeah. how am I supposed to care if you know I don't even care? Like, because then I, there's a, there'll be a song that I like, and then I'm like, it's, I know it's in my library, but then I can't even pull it up. Do you think I'm gonna go through all the songs in my thing just looking for? Like, just I can't. The, right. There right. was an opportunity for someone that could have had an opportunity. So they didn't have the name in it. Like I don't know the artist's name. I'm like, what? Oh, now I try to find it, and nothing's there. Come it's on. like, okay, well, it's not in my the metadata, so I can't help them. There goes that track, and it's frustrating. Because believe me, I will remember it when I find it, and that's what I wanted to use. And I'm like, okay, forget that fool. Listen, <laughs> I listen, it. listen. I remember, you know, back during the CD times. I used to show up, you know, with CD, and I'd be on had a black marker wrote on the CD and all that. Mm -hmm. That's equivalent to back then, you know what I mean? Like no, not no. having <laughs> even in the CD. No, not even even in the CD. If you put the CD in, yeah, you can't get the metadata on it. it right, like that information comes up. See, so it's there in the CD. And that's and that and and that's what I learned also, you know, after he schooled me that you know once you do it like that, it's transferred from you know just the MP3 onto a CD. So that information, when you put it into a CD player, that you know pops up the title and the artist, all that comes up. So that's why the metadata is so important, ladies and gentlemen. Like another you want... thing, go ahead. Good. Good. No, you're right. Go, no, I want no, you to, no, no, no. I want I you want... to emphasize on this. I want okay. you to emphasize on metadata. It's important. Because you want to make sure that the people know if you got good music, then this is your good music and not somebody else's. So and that's you want to pay for it. Right. Spitting it. If, right. If, 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 goes, if I if I click on a song that I, I look it up, I'm looking for like a a party scene, and I put party scene in my, my database, and the song comes up. 
and I right click in, I look at the properties and I find out, oh, there's a publisher. Shoot, I just have to call you and tell you, where do I send the check? Come on now. Because Come I'm taking your song. I got your song. I'm going to place it. I just need to know when, where to send the check. Where to send the I'm check? I'm just making sure the, the dress is correct. I'm just, I'm just confirming the dresses are still current at that point. Because if I have the phone number and everything's still there, that's my go-to. See what I'm saying? This is this this is this is why I'm glad you're here. Listen, okay, so boom. Speaking of check, because I wanna I wanna touch on this just a little bit. Um Danny Boy, are you working with Danny Boy now? Because I saw an interview with him and wow, he seems so oh, he seems so disgruntled. Oh my goodness. That's by choice. Huh? That's by choice. That's by choice. Okay, elaborate a little he bit. Seems by from what because he can't have me go get that money but it seems like he's more interested in um not stirring like because if i do go with that money it will probably cause tension because right. i'm going to take it from him. so i think he was more i think he's more interested on in being on the label and getting back into the whole scene and recording than he is about the money right now because if he was about the money he did it's, that's what i'm saying these artists don't know the leverage that they have because honestly, he has leverage where he could take that music back and Sue would be at probably like more willing to work with them that way since he has his music. <laughs> but now he's like giving him the power by not even worried about the music, the money. And it's like now he's like, he was, I was so disappointed, but that's his choice. I can't make these people decide to get their music. And it's very disheartening. You know, you know very, very disheartening. It's, it's, it, it all comes together now because um danny boy made a statement that said when he said that um he is on tupac's you know the biggest album over there on death row which is tupac's album all eyes on me and he said that he is the most guest person you know on that album when you think about it and not just that but he said that he's also contributed to some of the biggest records from oh, yeah row. he is and so, what he could have done, what he could have done if I was working with them, what I would have done was got his masters back. And then the thing is, they don't have the tracks to Tupac's estate. Right. They don't have ownership. But if he, if Snoop had, if you wanted to be back on death row, we could use that leverage and say, hey, if you want to use Snoop's tracks, the other owner is Danny Boy. Mm. So it would be best if you want to, you know, if, either like work with like put his new music out that he wants to work with that we could negotiate here if you want to have some part of the ownership of the masters that danny's part of which is the tupac masters danny has a share and since he has part ownership he can be able to distribute it and release it and have power to do whatever snoop wants to do if you chose to and then he could ask snoop okay for this thing let i want to be able to put out a new album i want to be able to put he could have used that leverage but just and said he's not. And you know what? That 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 range true because now that you said that, it takes me back to the interview that Danny Boy just uh, just on, mm -hmm. and he said that, um, well, if my music doesn't mean as much to the label as everybody says, then just sell it to me for five dollars. Let me buy it back for five dollars. He said because I, I can need to buy it back though. You can take it back. Right. And that's what I was alluding to. The, the most recent one he did was this week. And then, and from what I got from it was he was more worried. He, I mean, he even put on a, a show by singing. And he was more worried about saying, I got talent. I can still sing. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. you don't want to work with me, it's more. It's not just because I don't have talent. It's something more personal. And it's like, okay, this guy just wants to get back on the label, which is fine. That's his choice. That's it. That's his music. That's his life. I can't, I can't decide for him, but. I, I mean, I, my, what I think is better for people, it's not my choice, you know? I sometimes have to let it go. But I could have worked it for a way where he could have got what he wanted. And you know- They don't see that. They don't see, they don't see the, see that's what managers do. We see the big picture. We see, right. cause we know all the pieces and where they're coming from. We could see what we could do with it. Like I even barter my services to help my artists out. Like if I have something I could offer to someone else so my artist could get in doing something else, then I'll do it. But they, I mean, they have, that's when you have to trust your manager. If your manager's telling you we could do this, we, they could do it because managers are the ones that get shit done. And see, that's the trait of a good manager. You understand what I'm saying? Like what you were speaking, 
That's the traits of a good manager. Okay, so now uh, a great manager, excuse me, not good. Okay, so Miss Great Manager, let me ask you something. Why do you think most legacy artists such as Danny Boy get o get overlooked, get unnoticed like that? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think it okay, is? Okay, I'll, I'll address that. I'll address that real quick, but I do want to go back to the sinking thing because there's one important thing I want the artists to know when they do about the sinking thing because it's important. Okay, go when, ahead and answer that. Go ahead and do that first, when, and then. Okay, when you when you submit when you submit for a placement, never send the full file. Don't give files to the the, the person you're sending it to. Give it give a link to the Spotify, SoundCloud, um, or YouTube. That way it doesn't take up their storage. So they don't have to download it and put it in their system and it takes up too much storage and then they have to delete it. It's too much. It's too much. We don't want we don't want to download music. We want to be able to click on it and hear it and then decide. Now, okay. um, there's a there's an app called Disco that music supervisors use. If you put your music up on there and you make sure the metadata is correct, when the music supervisors go to that that software, that app, they click in their themes and they're, what they're looking for, your music could pop up for them. So go if you want placement. Go to Disco um, for music um, to upload your music there, and then you have your songs in the system. So when music supervisors go look for music, you could get pulled up. Disco D I S C O. Yeah, yeah, Disco. Just write Disco Music Supervisor in the Google, and the system will come up. The app, the software. Okay, bam, bam. Make sure y'all um, Disco if you got your music situated ready to go now once again tap that before we go back to this danny boy uh their music must be properly registered and things of that nature right yeah otherwise they're, they're just wasting people's time don't waste your time and don't waste my time and definitely don't waste the music <laughs> supervisor's time so listen uh going back just um danny boy that, yeah why do you think most legacy artists go unnoticed well, the reason why Danny Boy didn't get picked up all these years, because his spirit was broken. Hmm. Like after the downfall, um, Death Row, it was. It's like a. It's like a divorce. It's like it's. Oh, the way it happened with them, it was more like how I happened to me, where my husband went to jail because he stabbed me. It hmm. was a traumatic break, and hmm. you're just trying to come back from that. Like hmm. that was so traumatic, especially Danny being so young. Right. And so like. He was a young kid. He's baby. So, and he was like following Snoop, like to trust him. He was under him. That's all he knew. Mm -hmm. So when they broke up, he didn't know. He was like an orphan again. So he wouldn't know how to do the business. And that back then it was like, either you're in the know or you're out. So wow. even like Joelle, she was looking at Walmart. I mean, they, I mean, even brother Marquise, like he, he stopped like, he stopped too. They get so brokenhearted and so they get post-traumatic stress, PTSD. And, and and when I approach them, when I meet them, there's like a they're like a wounded animal. They're scared of the they're scared of the industry because they've been screwed over so many times because people come to them and they just want to either get money off of them real quick to make them put them in shows just to use their name and brand. And they feel like a, a show dog. So they always think that someone else is going to come and try to come up on them. You know so what? That, it's very that, hard. That 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 right there, you know, that gives me a different, a new perspective on artists mm -hmm. like that because I would say that they was disgruntled employees, but when you put it to that extent, mm -hmm. it's so much bigger than that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, to, they didn't um, know they were they were so naive in the system. They didn't know right. the business. So they, they were really depending on these people that were the managers and all that stuff that just did them wrong and then they broke it up and they just left them. Now what? You know what? I used to think that it was such a curse. I used to be so mad. Remember I told you I was trying to, um, I had got uh, in the loop with Death Row and um, uh -huh. yeah. had got my music, you know, but it mm -hmm. never came into fruition. But it's been certain situations like that. You know, I had a situation. A blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I had a situation with slip and slide. I've had I've had several situations with uh, major labels, but it never materialized. You know what I mean? But and I always saw that as a curse. But now knowing what I know, I realize 
that was God protecting me, you know what I mean, from, from the BS that I was going to have to endure because I was naive just like them going in the door. You know what I mean? I didn't get the knowledge that I have now until my latter years, which is when I had time to actually observe what was going on but when you come in the game young you like caught up in the whirlwind you see you got you see all this money you see these cars all these girls you know what i mean like you just caught in the whirlwind and you're not thinking about business not understanding that it's your talent that's bringing in all this money it's your talent that has all these people around you well they didn't even know how much money they were supposed to be making they 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 were giving money and that's a lot of money to them at that time. So they're thinking that's all the money. Little do they know it's way, way more, more than that. But they were just happy with that money that they got because it was a lot to them. They had no idea. Absolutely. How much, I mean, that's like, how do you, they didn't know. There's no way they could have known. Absolutely. There's no way they could have known. And it's sad because like they had talent. Like, the, I mean, Brother Marquise is a phenomenal neurosist. Phenomenal. Like he he could talk to me. It was like it was like uh, I called him my um was a, a, a hen that drops golden eggs because every time he talked, he dropped like a verse that you wanted like you know uh -huh. copyright and make sure you put up lyrics. I'm like yeah. stop talking, go uh -huh. talk. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he would always drop something. I was like damn, like someone's gonna take that. <laughs> it was with the golden eggs. Yeah. And then with Brother Marquise too, it was like he was so quiet for so many years. Like he was really quiet. No one, he didn't do no interviews. So when I got with them, and I needed to come out about the termination. I needed to start making him come up to the forefront and like, you know, get himself out there. It was very hard. It took me three years to get him in front of like to do any kind of interviews and whatnot. And wow. then when I did, I had to coach him because on what to say. And like, you know, there was a lot of like, it was like therapy kind of, cause like he wanted to say that like, what he's been doing, what, what everyone's done to him. And it's like, okay, no, that's at the time. We can't look like that. You know what I mean? Right, now we right. got to look like we're getting our business together. That was then. This is now we're handling shit. We're all in unity. Now we're to go forward. There's mm -hmm. going to be a time and place to tell that story where we could sell the rights to it and make money off of it. Right, but right. right now, let's not do that. <laughs> and let's act accordingly, you know? <laughs> okay. Now, I'm glad you, you brought up money. Okay. So as we bring money into the conversation, I want to talk about monetization because most uh, legacy artists during their time, they dealt with cash. They didn't have this internet type thing or nothing like that. So now we in the new music industry, right? Being in the new music mm -hmm. industry, how do you feel about monetization being a secondary income for new artists now, which will sustain them enough to constantly create opposed to, you know, taking their last, spending what they got, chasing a record deal that they may not get but if they took the time to build a brand and learn the conversation of monetization and how lucrative it could be how do you feel about an artist you know just maneuvering in the business well, like that well that's another thing i said i'm working with glasses malone and i'm like you're leaving so much money on the table i didn't even know what he had but i already knew he was leaving money on the table mm -hmm. and he's like i go let me let me get into your catalog let me figure this out because especially legacy artists, what they don't realize is they made a song and they have an ISRC code, the recording, like the code, code to it. Right. So when they register with Sound Exchange, they just register with that one song with that code. Right. Now, if it's a hit, over the years, the label has licensed that to other people to put it in other albums, such as The Greatest Hits, um, West Coast a Vibe, or uh, Low Riders, all that. So they're song could be placed on various different um, albums like that collection mm -hmm. albums mm -hmm. and on different videos uh, music videos and whatnot so there's another isrc code out there so mm -hmm. even if they don't own the master to that rsrc code they do are, they are the feature artists so they could go collect on that so with so when they need it when they register with sound exchange they don't need to go in there and just register under that one song that they think they're connected to they need to do a search and claim and run their whole list and find like two life crew has like 50 um well i saw i found 50 tracks under one album title 50 tracks of under one, one album, album title. title it was the radio edit it was the explicit it was a live show it was the best collections it was on the movie it was like all these different kind of versions of it it's like for 
one song and the alternate title. It was all, all, and they're only collecting on that one track that they did that back in the day. It's like, you are not collecting on all these tracks, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when I learned about the search and claim, I was, you know, I was like, wow, okay. This is another feather in my cap for the fact of this is hidden money. You know what I mean? Like I see, yeah. and I hear a lot of artists now that was major some time ago talking about how it's hidden money. You know what I mean? Um, hidden it's just you just are not set up right it's the how to get it it's like if you do your business it's there like that's how you get it like once you find out those issrc codes that you have you go to your pro your ASCAP, your bmi and then you connect that code inside that track with, with the iswc the writing mm -hmm. code mm -hmm. and that way you're collecting now your performance royalties not only are you collecting the streaming royalties and the mechanical royalties now you're going to get the performance royalties Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, so uh, now as we talking about the new music industry, how important or do you think it's important for an artist to be active on social media? Um, yeah. You do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, like, well, hey. I don't even know. Like, hey, the way you did it. It's like, hey, should Target open their doors? <laughs> yeah. Like, do they want to sell something? <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> and that's, that's how I took should that Target shit. Target open their doors? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's how I took that shit. Like, you pause, you like, yeah. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Every day, uh, yeah, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. But I want to go back. I want to go back to about, to the legacy artists though. Okay. But what's going on with um, like Daz just Daz from um Dog Pound. He uh -huh. just posted that he, like he put the termination. Yeah, he drew, like finally termination for his his stuff. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So this is how I usually tell artists. I go, when they have this power to do it, they don't believe it's possible. I go, so what happens? I go, the label is betting that you don't know this information. So what they'll do is come to you before you know about this information and say, hey, we want you to sign again. And since you think they're doing you a favor that you're going to be signing again hmm. and you're going to get new music out, you sign and take whatever lowball offer they give you again because you're like just happy to be noticed again. And then you in turn re-sign with them and they take your music back forever. Now, if you're able to get the information before they come to you and do that, you now know you have leverage and say, okay, well, that's been making you millions over these years. So either I get double that or I can just take it back and go sell it for 20 times that in my catalog in these acquisitions right now. You see what I'm saying? Or, or, if, you, or if you still want to create music, go, okay, well, I still want to create music. So I, okay, we can work on the deal or... You're gonna put out my. You're gonna help me do the production and all this for my new album, and we'll think of, we'll negotiate the price as far as you keeping my music on your label. Come on. So they have all the leverage at this point, but they don't know that. So Daz, he says he's gonna terminate it, but to me it was like, well, the thing Snoop got to you first, and you don't know it because remember he already said he signed with Death Row. And Come the, on now. Come on now. Listen, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I yeah. got hope, but how could? If you sign with Death Row, then you signed again. You signed again. So and then, you got to wait another 35 years, right? Nope, you're done. That's, <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, once that happens, you're done. So now, and then I saw that Mace um, was on his way to Snoop um, yesterday to talk to Snoop. And I'm all that motherfucker. I go, I, I go, he's, Snoop's been busy. So Snoop been trying to get to Mace, get him to sign with, um death yeah, row, row. Yeah. then he can help him take back his music terminate it right a pub, right. and then since he signed with him now he's give it to snoop so now snoop took it so now Mace got robbed twice now so listen now listen slow down slow down you're going fast <laughs> now now this is what i this is what i, I said see it. About, 
I see it. I don't know I why remember, no one else <laughs> I remember Snoop said on Drake Champs that him and Puff was going to work together and do a Death Row Bad Boy collaboration. Now, well, was Puff that... Said no, and now he's going this route to get the music. So this is just another way of rerouting the money pretty much. From the music from Death Row, like Daz says he wants to do, like Danny Boy could do, like Joel could do, they all could take, like Corrupt could do, they all could, I don't know about Corrupt and um, Jazz because if they resigned, then they kind of got screwed. But um, right now, Danny could do it, Joel could do it. Any artist that does has not resigned with Snoop have an opportunity to take their masters back right now. So if, if, um, if, um, Snoop is worried because that's why Snoop hasn't put anything out because he knows he doesn't like really, he can't really do it. He he could just right now promote it, right? Like Joelle said, just promote it. So now he needs to get music catalog. He needs to get. Could you, I don't, do you really think Mace is going to put any music out? Like who wants to really? Nah. So the only purpose of that is to get that music. So he's going to make him feel like yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, fill his dreams, sign here, sign there. Like we're going to terminate, get your old music back. And he's probably not even gonna give him what he deserves for that for that old music. So when actuality music can come to me and I can say, let's go get your music back from Snoop Dogg, and then let's go get your catalog and let we could get it twenty times worth of what it what it's worth right now. I, I have people right now I could go to right now and sell it for twenty times what it's worth. You know, uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of artists that need to know you. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a lot <laughs> but of But there's artists that, that know me and still don't wanna do it. Because they're like still want to think like they really believe that this label or they just I think they're caught up like the old football player wants to get back on that field. Cla they want to see, get back in that thing. This is the most you know deadly drug known to man mm -hmm. called fame. You know what I mean? Fame is the most deadliest drug known to man because once you get a piece of it, you forever chasing it. You know what I mean? It's just like crack just like you know what i mean any other drug fame so that's what it's about most of them don't want to let it go I've, I've i've seen and i've heard younger artists speak about how the old heads want to stay in the way and don't want to let nobody else in because they stay they want to stay famous you know what i mean sometimes you got to let that shit go and when it's past you got to recognize that it's past but help others get to it if you have still the access well, the thing to is it. That they still want to get it well they still want to get that hit the rush to be smart to find talents if they have an ear to find the next up and coming artist jump on a track with them still get in the studio get your voice out get your music out just as well and look like the legend you are by helping others come up but instead but, they want to be like uh, i don't get i don't get i honestly i don't know if it's a culture thing or or, or a, a mentality of not knowing the business i don't know that's what it is. It's the mentality of not knowing the business because most artists that get that fame that was famous from then, they don't know the business, especially the transition of this new music industry. You understand what I'm saying? So they pretty much teeter-tottering from being dinosaurs. You know what I'm saying? Because if you can't change with the times, then that's what you become, a dinosaur. And what do all dinosaur what have all dinosaurs done? Became extinct. So your time will run out in the music industry whether you like it or not. But if I was them and what they should do is adjust accordingly and just like you said, open up the door, let the new ones in and and collaborate with them and always know that you collaborate are responsible with them and take a piece of their also take a piece of their ownership because right, they right. deserve it. Right, that's like what I'm saying. If I'm saying. gonna put you on, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna write, and I'm gonna co-sign for you. Then I'm gonna take a little more publishing at this point because I'm an OG. I, I negotiated my rates for my artists because they're the OG. Look, you're right. getting an opportunity to put on a track. You already can get the marketing off of that, so he gets more percentage. I, right. I have this good done. And when you start putting in work and earning it, then you'll get your percentage. It just that's how it works. Right. I'm not right. taking it all. We're being fair about it. It's just paying homage. It just works that way. You know? But, but, but. but that's business. That's square business. You know what I mean? And that's what most artists don't practice. And most, you know, labels don't practice is square business. So it's up to you to know the business or get worked over by the business. So mm -hmm. um, I got a question. Um, let's talk about 
worth now that we're on business and money worth how can how do an artist have what 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 is the most worthy thing that an artist has and how do they know that they have you know that worth because we're speaking about well, it depends because oh, like artist has their music right that's part of their worth their assets then it depends on like if their brand like if they have a brand i mean that's their image that's their right that's another rights to another like the turner she just made 50 million dollars and it wasn't because of the catalog it was because of her her brand she sold her image and likeliness tina turner and ain't her and we ain't heard a song from her in years <laughs> yeah so she just made $50 million just because she sold her image and likeness. So now they can use it to make wigs. They can use it to make um, pantyhose. They can use it to make whatever kind of thing. Put, Tina, put her name on it. So she sold her for that for that, so they could do stuff like that. You know, um, if, if you, could, you could make money off of your image. You could make money off of, um, like, okay, like Brenton Wood. I was working with Brenton Wood. Uh, he has, like, those zoot suits. He has, like, and then he has the shoes, those... Um, uh, we call those Stacy Adams. Uh huh. I go. We could easily get you the Brenton Woods. Make your shoe the Brenton Woods. You know what I mean? Latinos would be wearing Brenton Woods instead of Stacy Adams. Just because he and got them like, all. Yeah. I know how many like how many babies were made to Brenton Woods music. I don't know how many. Like he was a he helped a lot of Latinos make babies. <laughs> they call him like the Elvis of Latinos. Like he helped a lot of people make babies. So I go. He has a song called Me and You. I go, we could team up with the jewelry line, me and you jewelry, sell engagement rings. Hmm. Design, and then you have that, you know, that's his brand and image, you know? You know what, what come on, Nicole, we're going to, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, you're going to have to come on over here with Casino so we can go ahead and put this thing <laughs> in motion. You know what I'm saying? Like, be My help, mind is always know, moving. Listen. Like, this week, this, um, this last week, uh, I saw an interview that Glasses Malone did. He talked about tacos. I go, get yourself a Hey, like, nah, like, you text me that. You was like, look, look at what I told Glasses and he went and did it. And he went and got it. Yeah, yeah, he went and got it. I was like, that. He's like, See, all right, I'm I need you to go ahead and uh, check out my brand and let's go ahead and put together our plan and go get this money. You feel me? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I rock with you. So we need to go ahead and. Uh, I think, yeah, I use your talent, like with your talent that you have as far as broadcasting and speaking to others and communicating. There's so much that you could get involved in and make, you know, Make revenue on different kind of platforms. Like Let's go. Easily. Let's go. And I got to come out to Cali. So, you know, come on. We got to put this whole plan together. We got to, you know what I'm saying? Come on. Let's get to it. So, listen. <laughs> oh, come on. I never got the email with all that stuff. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm finna get I on it. I'm going to be chasing you like other artists. I ain't chasing you. That's work I got to do. So, I ain't going to be chasing it. If listen, listen. Like I offer it, I'll, I'll do it. But I ain't going to be begging for it. <laughs> That's how I see it. Shit. Listen, nah, that's why, look, no bullshit. How much do you want it, see? Look, you had the opportunity to work, like, and I got nothing. How long has it been two weeks? I know, I'm so sorry. Are you serious? I'm sorry, that's why, But look, no, that's why I be texting you. We be talking all and the time. And you talk about artists that wanted it, like Legacy? <laughs> well, come on, you used to Shit. All right, you right, you right. I promise. I promise by the end of the night you will have that email. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. okay. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this work. We're gonna we're gonna put this together. Mm -hmm. I promise. I mm -hmm. promise. Okay. I'll be when I see you know. I'll see it. Uh -huh. Ah shit. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? She called my bluff, so y'all know I gotta pull up. I gotta pull up. That's now. bullshit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. I, I, I mean there's about it, like artists like that. I, another artist yesterday, I, I shot him my number. Uh, yeah. A little Chicano yeah. rapper complaining about not getting an opportunity, and I'm like, "Here's an opportunity." Come on, ha yeah, call me all day. Hey, no, nah, and then you told me if you was out here, I'd take you to this two short event. I'm sorry. Yo, oh look, yeah, that was like I, that was a, another one just happened last week. We finna hit them yeah, up. Yeah, I don't go to these things. I don't go because I, it's just me. Like well, I don't have. We friends. finna hit them up. I'm finna come to Cali, and we finna hit up all the events. We finna go to all these places, and uh. We finna make our yeah, Ron, Ronnie laughs at me. He's like, I go, hey, I always I give him I give him shit because I'm like, why didn't you guys invite me? He's like, Nick, you don't even go. I'm like, I still want to be invited, okay? <laughs> just in case I decide to come. I just want to know. At least I'm I'm allowed if I wanted to. So just Man. pull up. 
up. I'm like, I just want to pull up. I want to know my name's on the list. Damn, <laughs> he said, just bro. go. I'm like, no. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. We gotta, we gotta make it happen. We gotta hit these spots. I'm, I'm back active now, so I'm finna catch that flight. I'm coming to Cali, and uh, I ain't. I, now I'm just coming to Cali. I can't even get an email. Now he's gonna be flying out here. Okay, let's see. It's fucking big. <laughs> All this big talk. Come on, this is Ah. Okay, 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 okay. Shit. I, I, I call bullshit a couple I'm on I'm on people. I tell you, I get you done. I make sure you do what you say you're gonna do or don't fucking shit shit or get off the pot. Shit or get off the pot. You know what I'm talking about? I'm with you on I'll that. flush and move on. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm finna shit. I ain't getting out this pot. I'm finna shit. Ronnie always goes, oh, man, give it to Nick. Once, once he gives it to me, it's like he knows I'm going to be like a dog with the bone. Like I, I'm always like this. Can I get it? Can I go now? Can I go now? Can I go now? He's like, okay, go. And I'm like, okay, I'll go after whatever. <laughs> so I'm waiting for him just to give me the okay. I'm like, can I go now? Can I go now? Okay, shit did, shit did. Okay, okay, I promise, I promise. Okay, tell me what to put in the email, everything that I need. You told me Again? my three, yeah, the three things that I want to do. No, you said the three things that I want to yeah, do with I my brand. Three, I need your long-term goal. Right. And then there are things that I think you would like to get, like, immediately, the two, like, short-term goals. And then I need all your links. All right, it's coming tonight. I promise. I got mm -hmm. I got a couple of emails I got to send out tonight, and yours gonna. Oh be the God! Here's here already. I got a couple of emails. Yours like, gonna no, be the first. I, I'm the coming. only email you're worried about. <laughs> yes. I'm the one that can make you money. I don't understand that. I'm coming. I, I'm listen. I, I'm, I'm an artist right now. I'm an artist right now. I'm like, where's the agreement? I'm waiting for the agreement to get signed. Like, and he's like, well, my people are taking too long to read it. I go, then should I just wait? So I won't get your money until you, you just sign that agreement then. So do what I do when people are holding me up with my money. Get on them. All right, all right. I don't know why. I go, your people should already have this shit in order and it's not. So they should be like getting this shit quicker to you. So I don't understand what's going on. I go, I become like a mama bear. So be used to it. I told them. <laughs> <laughs> the mama bear. Now nah, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Look, I've been having, I've been on, my I've name. Been on the move. my name. Ma'am, manage it. It says Mama Jit. <laughs> Mama Jit. <laughs> I'm with you, Mama Jit. So listen, okay, I'm on it. I'm on it. I, I, I ain't gonna hold you too long. You know what I'm saying? Because I know you got things to do. So I'm gonna get to this email. But before we get up out of here, um, if anybody want to work with you, how can they get in? Oh, before that, I still gotta um send three away from the last show, and um, so I want to put that out here, artists. If you, I'm looking for three individuals to work with Miss Nicole Key. She's going to um, help you out, do some consultation. $500 is what she normally charges. But for three artists, she said she's going to do it for me for free. So if you, you know, I'm looking for three. You got to be good. You got to have your, you know what I mean? Some good music before I pass you off to her. And she's going to find out what you need and how you need to do what you need to do. You're learning from her. The key. The I'll even work with people that just. I'll even work. I'll even work with someone that just like I want to get. I just don't know where to start. If, I'll start. I'll, I'll work from raw. Just to help anyone. I'll. I'll. I'll okay. give you the blueprint. I'll okay. work with anyone. And if they. And what I see, if I see them do what I said that they needed to do, I'll go like, okay, they did what I said. I can help you again. I'll be willing to help you. So it depends. It's all because I'll give information out, and then I'm like, I didn't see them do it, so I'm like, well, why would I give them more information? Absolutely. But if I see them put it in play, and I'm like, okay, I'll, since he pushed, I want to go help him give him more. But now, now you need to do this. You know what? Now I know this person that could. Da, 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 that's how it works. Bam. And it's all because network. So that goes for males and females. Males and females. I'm looking for three artists. You know, uh, I got to see what 18 you got. Eighteen or older. No, no minors. No minors. Eighteen or older. No kids. No kids. We don't do that. We don't. We don't. We we. we don't I don't do with minors. So listen, it, you got to have some good music. So male or female we looking for three and um all i gotta do once you get past me you're going to be dealing with miss nicole key and uh i'm definitely finna deal with miss nicole key so slipping like a bad <laughs> we'll see if i get the email like. <laughs> stop stop we'll find out. <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I got you i promise so look uh 
Once again, if anybody want to work with you, how can they get in contact with you? I, I realized that my other email I gave you, I don't okay. know, it got logged out. I can't get it. can't get into it. So my bad. Um, <laughs> so maybe you did. You could have said you, I did send you the email and I didn't get it. <laughs> uh, I could have said that. I could have said that. <laughs> Shit. You were paying attention. See? <laughs> I keep but, um, it real, though. I got to keep it real. <laughs> Um, you can um, email me at Nicole Key at Gmail, N-E-C-O-L-E-K-E-Y at gmail.com or get a hold of me at IMIG, Instagram at Nicole Key 33. Come on now. Um, is there anything else? Anything else you want to tell our looking and listening audience before we get up out of here? Keep at it. Keep consistent. Don't stop. Consistency. Resilience, persistence. Do do honestly, I tell artists this: do try to do one thing a day that's going to help your music. Either uh, promote it, either work on it, write it, collaborate, network, um, build your brand. And it, there's so much you could do in one day. Get your music organized. Get your music registered. Get there's so much you could do. There's not one thing. There's not a day that goes could go by that you should you can't do nothing. And I totally agree. <clears throat> As for me, I do something every day pertaining to this business. Except email me. Ah, get off my back! <laughs> hey, that's how I am with my artists. They need it. Nah, I need Until that. I get what I want, I don't shut up. I need that. I need that. I need that. I need more of that. So we're going we're gonna, to... We're gonna... We're gonna nurture this. So Me, you're just talking a good one. Like he's all bluff right now. Like tell yeah, it, do what you say. You tell them to do. Come on. You're right. I'm you're gonna right. call you up. You're right. I need this. I need this energy. I need this energy. Go. So look, look. I'm ready to go. All right, all right. Y'all see this. Y'all hear this. So watch what we do. Uh Thank you, Ms. Nicole Key. You know, you're more you're than welcome, welcome anytime to come to this show. Matter of fact, I'm I'm finna start making you just, you know, a monthly guest. You know what I mean? To where you cool. just that's cool with you. That's cool. That's even yeah, more cooler with fun. me. Cool. I sound like fun. a plan. That's what it is. We from here on out. Y'all see this? Y'all heard that? Right here from the horse's mouth. Bam. Every month it's gonna be me and Miss Nicole Key kicking it right here on the B side. Bam. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the email is coming at you. All right. Oh, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I've been waiting by it, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Until Have a good one, man. All right. You too. I'll hit you in a little bit. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, man. Y'all see what it is, man. Me and Miss Nicole Key. Y'all heard it here, man. We ain't capping. We ain't rapping. We telling the truth. You're going to see her now from here on out. You know, once a month, she going to come by and she going to kick it with us. You know what I'm talking about? So if you're an artist and you uh, slipping like a bad transmission, then we finna tighten you up the right way. Me and Miss Nicole Key. So look, man, y'all see what it is, man. It has been another one. It has been real. I'm out of here. You know what I'm talking about? Until we meet again. Next Tuesday, me, you did, and next Thursday, we got Miss CC Shaw birthday, you feel me? And she having a B-Day party. You know I'm taking the B-side. You know we got to be there on a dirty Thursday. So look, y'all stay tuned, man. We're going to go live. Y'all going to see how we rock, how we do what we do all that day. I'm going to flood it. So stay tuned, man. This has been the best side. The B side. Hey, son. Yo. Why you just want to chill, fam? I mean, bro, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. I ain't going to be up here all day. I get off at 8 o'clock. I'm just saying. You're doing the most, right? And I know you I just got to get that money, though.